Good evening, everyone, and everyone listening. This is Connie Lingus here with... Very bored, especially after that last episode. Also known as Peter, here for another edition of 89.1, a.k.a. WNYU's very own category is drag cast extravaganza? I think that by trying to put too much variety in it every week, we're either upgrading or degrading. Upgrading, because I, I think it was suited, because was it an extravaganza with this week's episode of Drag It was Drag? not an extravaganza. So yes, we're talking the reunion episode of season 11 of Drag Race, and afterwards we're doing our drag event spotlight of season 9, Shea Coulee's solo show, Shea Coulee, Coulee with a C. But before we get to that, let's talk the reunion start at the top there's no there's not really much exciting to talk about we I, could be ranking the dresses yeah but... i meant I, I guess if you want to talk about that let's just at the very least just talk about what stood out outfit wise brooke yeah brooke looked good i think uh plastique looked <laughs> mm. Mm. She she looked it, it, it was like very i felt like spanish bullfighter Akuria. Akuria looked good. Uh, I liked that feather look. Uh, it felt business as usual for Akuria. Yeah, but I still liked it. Go have fun with your looks. Look a little different. Like, for example, Sugar, Sugar with the bangs and the... It worked. Yeah, the bangs and the Disney villain look. But Nina's makeup just reminded me of Eureka. In a good way or... In a, In bad? a bad way. Oh. But the outfit was fun. She had a outfit seat. was fine, but like she was sitting towards the back, so she never actually stood up. That's true. So I spend most of my time looking at her makeup. Yeah, that's true. I liked Vanjie. She looked a little different. She looked like like one of my cousins. She was rocking a very like Hispanic looking look, mm-hmm. which was fun. Silky's makeup was decent. Yeah, it was. The the cheerleader outfit I didn't care for, but the, the makeup was decent. Those were the outfits. Now, let's just talk. I guess the main talking point to the reunion. So, one of the first big things we got was we got Brangy. Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. It's just so awkward. When Rue asks, are you going to get back back together? together. Like, Like, you don't ask that. It's not your business, bro. Or, like, why did you break up? Like, that's... Okay, well, why did you break up, I think, works because this relationship was so important in the... Or not really that important, but it was important in the workroom dynamic. That being said, are you going to get back together? Eh, I I cringed watching that. Yeah, especially, like, when you could tell that, like, it's still such, like, a sore spot for Vanjie. Yeah, they both clearly care about each other a lot, but they're very worried to recommence the sort of relationship because... And look, I get it. Now, granted, when they start, when Brooke starts traveling more often, because trust me, she will after this season. After she is second place in this season. Okay, well, I don't know if she'll be second place or Evie's, whatever. Evie's gonna win. Um, you could tell by the fact that we'll get into in a little bit later. Brooke is gonna do a lot of traveling. It just, it just felt like in a strange way they were at like different maturity levels. Like, yeah, there. This was one of two instances in which Brooke kind of looked a little not the best i feel like less mature yes like there was two instances i feel like every one of the top four except for evie 
kind of had something spotlighted against them that made them look a little bad. And that was one of the things. They that... tried with Evie. They tried, but she still came out looking good. I agree. Brooke, Brooke did not come out of this episode looking like an angel. Yeah, and we'll get to the other thing that didn't make her look that great. Yeah, the whole Brooke and Brandy thing. Just stop it. Stop it. Quit playing games with my heart. Yeah, and I, I just hope that this doesn't become a reoccurring thing, that just every season is going to have try to have, like, oh, who's going to be the couple? Or Oh, well, rest assured, people will bring it up. Look at how many times we've referenced Valentina's lip sync, and that was just season nine. That that's, was two seasons ago. That's true, and still making jokes about We're Nina, still making jokes about Valentina. And, like, Nina Bonina Brown and Black yeah, China. Well, I mean, that one should be joked about. That was probably the best moment of the season. After after we they hit on Brangy, we got into Raja beef, and I don't more think... like Raja bacon. Why? <laughs> uh, oof, that was a terrible joke that I'm going to keep in, Peter. Raja did not come out looking particularly great. At least she returned the wig. That's true, which that was very forced. You could tell that that was it scripted was. with Rue like, saying, Raja, do you have something? Raja, do you have, like, try- Obviously, she would have brought back the wig. So. Yeah. I mean, whether Rue forced it or not, she would have brought it back because it would have been a pretty bad look if she didn't. That being said, yeah, Raja was kind of like, she stuck to her guns a lot. Yeah. Even when she was really insulting other queens. I mean, she did, look, she handled the plastique thing kind of well, but, kind of. But we're going to play a clip here of just one of her comments. Well, I will apologize that you feel some type of way. That's just so insincere. Like, why are you even going to apologize if you're going to pull out the I'm sorry you felt that way or I'm sorry I made you feel that way? Well, I mean, that's just a non-apology. Everybody knows that. It's true. It just it just like when people are coming at you, like, just admit it. Just admit that, yeah, I screwed up. And then. Not only does she she pull the non-apology, then she blames her personality on astrology. She's a Capricorn, yeah. so you can't criticize her. Exactly. She's a Capricorn, so you know. They I'm all... sure that many of our listeners are really into astrology, and I'm very sorry to disappoint these listeners by saying that you can't just blame your flaws on your stars. Yeah. I'm sure that most people know that. Yeah, especially if it's like a reoccurring thing that people have called you out on. Sure, maybe your maybe your star sign leads you to incline in a certain direction, but as a human being, one might think that you're able to learn from your mistakes. Just because you're a Scorpio doesn't give you an excuse to be a jerk. Yeah, uh, that whole Raja thing. Like you could feel for her in the same way that she's. Things... She said, "Hurt people, hurt people." Yeah, that was that was actually that was. I thought that was a good line. I'm taking that. It, it, it felt kind of like Vixen and Nina Bonina-esque in that, like, there's an awareness and that they don't want to show weakness. Except it felt more childish than the Vixen, which is weird. It's tough to do that, but I felt like it was. That's and true. it didn't feel as justified as Nina Bonina Brown. Because, like, Nina, at least, look, I didn't like her drag. But it was well executed. Yeah. Raj's never was. Yeah, Raj's was always kind of lame. And, like... If you want to be arrogant, you got to be arrogant and still a queen. Yeah. Like Scarlet. Exactly. And, like, with the Vixen, 
Like she never resorted to people calling like calling people smelly and like bad drag. She was just like, "You cannot come for me. I will come back for you." Is more defensive and like, uh, "I'm going to defend myself by coming at you for coming at me." Something else that stood out to me was someone else that didn't come out looking that great. I think was Akira. <laughs> no, Akira did not come out looking that great. I and we told earlier that Akira was just like mining for drama before. I mean, yeah. that stays true here. Yeah. She is just uh, mining for drama. Yeah, She's she, being really shady about yeah, it. She's stirring the pot with without wanting to admit that she's doing that. And I I've called out production and I've called out the editors before, but kudos to you editors for for showing receipts. For like, they showed the receipts for yeah, Akira. Here. Yeah, I just love it's like, oh, you didn't do that, a eh? plays clip, and she's still like, no, I didn't do that. It it, it was really frustrating, and it, it was really nice to yell, show the clips yeah, at the television, and then they showed the clips. Yeah, exactly. It, it didn't make Akira look that great. I, I feel I I come out. This episode, I think, looking back at her and just being like, you know what? She was kind of really shady the entire season, and this, mm-hmm. and and a lack of accountability for it. Like, I, I don't. She, if she would have, she always wanted other people to be accountable. Like, she was always like, "Well, you were talking crap, so you should just get out in the open. Just admit it. Just admit it." But then when she's called out. She, Suddenly, it's a problem. Yeah, she's it's a problem that she didn't do. She's not completely at fault. She 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 didn't bring it up first. Someone else did. It, it, it's again a, a lack of accountability that that's frustrating and it, it makes you hard to root for. In the end, afterwards, Scarlet was the star of this reunion. Absolutely. She, oof, like she reminds me of like Valentina's arrogance and like all stars and that. Just the vanilla bean, uh, fantasy esque, just like so so aloof, but in like what was it like the red M Ms? Yeah, just... I mean Scarlet has mastered that justified arrogance. She said, "Look, I am you." They showed that clip of why am I chosen in the bottom? I am an acting star here. I shouldn't be chosen last. And then guess what? She does really well in the challenge. So she has managed to reach and often exceed her the expectations set for her. I think that when Scarlet is arrogant about something, she has reason to be. Yeah. Because she's good at it. Listen, if you're arrogant, yeah, you might still be not a pleasant person. But if it's justified, then you know what? I can't really fault you for being arrogant. Yeah, and this comes into play, which another case in which Brooke does not come out looking that great. It's just her, like, talking smack about how everyone hated Scarlet. Yeah, that's a strong word to say that yeah. everybody hated her. I don't... Which isn't true. Like, Suga has been on record saying she really likes Scarlet. I think Plastique has been on record saying she really likes Scarlet. Now, granted, we don't know what happened behind the scenes, but that being said, I feel like... I don't know, that's a little too shady from Brooke. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, and just she was just so like and look, Brooke, cold-faced and stoic about it. Bring Scarlet back for All Stars. Bring Scarlet back in general. I just want to see Scarlet back. That's true. So, what else did we get? Evie uh, and Silky. Yeah, so 
Silky, yeah, um, turns out that she gained 30 pounds, so I can only imagine that it was stressful. And look, I can only imagine that the show itself is, is a stressful experience. Yeah, so we, we, we hear about their beef a little bit more, see it go through. I, I think in this case, again, Silky is the one that comes out looking a little worse than Evie, if not a lot worse than Evie. Though, we'll play a clip here to see how this was all resolved. So I want to apologize to you in this competition. I've had to put up such a hard exterior, you know, to kind of protect myself. Your personality, I think, is your your shield, just like right. my mm -hmm. claws are mine. Absolutely. So yeah. our defense mechanisms were always up and always at odds. Everything was very mediated. I don't know if it was a show for the cameras, but it seems like everything has been settled, and that's nice. Yeah, it, I it, like that. Yeah, it, it is nice to see like the sisterhood, especially when it everything's about to end. And I don't want to say they're not going to see each other again because that's not true because they're about to go on tour together. <laughs> but it, it's nice to to get that all that behind them and all that stuff. So yeah, that was silky. And also, there's Ariel wig drama where Ariel apparently tweeted something that about leaving the wigs for plastique, plastique because people were coming for plastique, but that wasn't true. Yeah. I don't care. That was just a mess. That was such a mess that I I don't understand. <laughs> they also talked about the difference between social media queens and show queens. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's an important subject to bring up because you are having two new kinds of queens at this point with the rise of social media all of a sudden you have a lot of queens that gain exposure there. Yeah. Yeah. And that was an interesting distinction that was brought up. Soji. Soji was back. Um, please stop bringing up the cyst. Yeah. I was, it, oof. Uh, stop it with the cyst. It, it was, it's gross, though, that K-pop. It's read not was funny. Pretty, that K-pop, fine. But, but everything else around it, no. Uh, it's not worth it if it means you have to bring up the cyst. It isn't funny. It's really disgusting. I'm getting really terrible visuals. Please stop. Yeah. And I, I think, though, with having Soju here, Soju seems fun. Like, she seems like a fun personality. I agree. I, I, there's, I feel like there's quite a few personalities that we didn't get a lot of. Like, the robbery that was Honey. Honey was barely here. She got a read-in when they were reading other people, but she was like a non-entity. Especially when I think that Honey could have done a very good job if she didn't have that one lip sync. Yeah, and she's super likable. They just didn't give her anything. Like, we got more time with the Mercedes and Kahana beef, which we'll play a clip here, and y'all try to deduce what's happening here. And the thing that, like, hurt the most was when you posted our lip sync work right before the show, and you said, Shantae, you stay. And to me, that was just like... You just didn't care. You didn't really acknowledge, like, my feelings in that. You know what I mean? Wow, what a boring beef. Yeah, like, how dare you post your lip sync? That's not drama for the sake of drama. That's drama for the sake of boring. Yeah, it very much felt like Kahana just wanting a moment because she didn't really have any. And, I mean, if Kahana's outfits were better, then she could have had a moment. She has some pretty good lip syncs. There was potential there. Yeah, but... But she didn't have a moment. Yeah, that, that whole beef thing just felt ridiculous. Uh, I, I think the last thing to talk about, the thing that stood out to me, is just 
like, has there ever been a clearer front runner for Miss Congeniality than Nina? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. We have never had a clearer front runner. Now, I don't know if they're going to do it by fan vote or if they're going no, to do it I by queen the, vote. I think I, I think, think it's either queen way, vote. I think either way, Nina wins. Nina, Nina wins. Either either her or Sugar, I could see. Either but her or Sugar, but I think it's, it's still Nina. Still Nina. When it, you have a celebrities and politicians yeah. going up there and praising you um yeah you're probably gonna win miss congeniality yeah and it was it was cool to see aoc uh reprin nina west i didn't know that, that happened but you know good for her yeah and rihanna sliding in the dms i had heard about that but it, it's cool I, I i really wish i i could kind of see nina going the route of let's say a sasha Velour and just getting poster drag race career very political with her art running for office yeah becoming president yeah it's funny like vanjie said nina for president but like i was thinking that before she even said that because she very much has a, a a good head on her shoulders i think and she was robbed i think <sighs> hashtag she should have been there instead of silky in my opinion but oh well i think everybody agrees there Except for Silky, maybe. I th- I think we'll see Nina on All-Stars at some point. Or if not All-Stars, then at least she'll have a shining career ahead of her. Yeah, I, I agree. Though, there's there's one thing I want to... Uh, uh, last thing I want to say. And this pertains to RuPaul. When Nina was, like, praising RuPaul for her importance to the community and just all the strides he's made. I would have loved for RuPaul to get like a little more like, I don't know, just other than, I just want him to go a little more in depth with his acknowledgement of just how important he is. Like, I think that his, I think that he's aware of it. He is aware, but. And if he were to try to talk about his own importance, then it would feel a little cocky. But I think, but this is a case and where it'd be interesting just to, like, since Nina brought it up, just like, yeah, I I have this position and I've been trying to do the best that I could with it. And I'm so proud of what I've done and I couldn't do it without. Just a little more, like. I'm sure we'll see it in the autobiography. Sure. (laughs) One of, like, nine books he's had already. But. But it's still called RuPaul's Drag Race, and I feel like we don't, despite it being very Ru-centric, I still, we, I feel like we don't have RuPaul, the, the cultural phenomenon in terms of the, the boundaries that he pushed, all that present all that often, and I feel like this would have been an interesting case to see it elaborated on, but alas. That's I, fair. But alas, uh, that was the reunion. No, you else. said that Brooke is a lock for a second. Yeah, e- Evie's g- gonna win. What makes you so confident? Uh, the fact that the fact that RuPaul was so quick to jump on defending her, uh, Evie about like reading uh Silky, like Ru- the fact that RuPaul like so outwardly defended. And I think the arc that Evie has been given about being so true to herself and original and just the praise that she's gotten by everyone, including Rue, like she seems like such a clear favorite to RuPaul that I I think 
I will be very surprised if Evie does not win. I guess we'll see. Yes, we'll see next week. Let us get into the drag event spotlight. Well, this weekend I saw Shea Coulee, Coulee with a C. As you know, she is the second best queen of her season in most people's eyes. Yes, though technically that that wasn't the final lip sync. It wasn't the final lip sync, but perhaps it should have been. Yeah, it, just the problem is is that she went up against Sasha <laughs> with her doing the roses thing, and it's hard not to it's hard to not lose against that. But the the show was at the Lower Beekman. Uh, that's where most drag race uh, alumni tend to do their solo shows. It was part of a uh, three-day residency. Did three shows this weekend. The show kind of just revolved around uh, her upbringing and how she got into drag and just her life and growing up. It was it was a it was like an autobiographical type show. Uh, the things I came I came away with were that it's a shame that she went up against Sasha in that lip sync because she was very good at lip syncing the show. Uh, has a lot of flair and charm and personality to it. But at the same time, she's also a very good, competent singer. She she would make Charlie Hyde's proud in that I would say a majority of the show was uh, her singing. It was her and a, a friend playing on the piano. And just standing there? Uh, <sighs> if she's going to make Charlie Hyde proud. Uh, no, she made Charlie Hyde proud with the singing, the fact that Charlie Pride is like, oh, we don't, we only sing in Europe, even though apparently that's not true at all. But yeah, she has a very good singing voice. If I had to describe her singing voice, it's kind of a smokier Nina Simone, which is not a bad thing to have considering everyone loves Nina Simone, including myself. Uh, so, yeah, lots of singing. The songs were a selection of 90s and early 2000s bops. I don't want to spoil any in case anyone has the desire to see the show for themselves, because I believe it is touring. Uh, but yeah, it was a collection of her singing along to those either through lip sync or actually singing. The show was, it was, it was cute. Because she talked about in the show that she hasn't been drinking recently because she saw the Beyonce Homecoming documentary in HBO. And she said that, like, Beyonce inspired her to get her life together. But alas, it was a drag show. So she ordered quite a few shots. And it was fun to see just the... I don't want to say downward spiral in terms of quality, but let's say downward spiral in terms of uh, sobriety. Yes, uh, she she gave some she some she gave some shade about the season of Drag Race uh, and about politics in general. Um, what were her complaints about the season? It was just like a pa- a, a passing jab or two. She basically mm. kind of just called the season boring. Which I I could I could see that 
I can in see. some ways. In some ways. So at the same time, one might also argue she wasn't on the most interesting season herself in the grand scheme of things. This is true. In the show, you got uh, a side of of Shay that you didn't really get in Drag Race. There was quite a bit of tragedy that has happened to her throughout her life that really informs her drag outlook and her, uh, I guess, her navigation through the drag scene. And it's it's always nice to see these drag shows where they're so personal because you don't really get this look into these queens at all. You just kind of get either shade or wit. And then if... One, during workroom shenanigans, they go into one of their like deep tirades. Maybe you get a little bit of a side, but you never get it from from everyone. So it's nice to get a, a deeper look into her background, and it's it's interesting and it was it was touching. If I had to critique anything about the show, uh, it was a bit short. I I wish that we got a little more time with. Um, Shay, because her her story was very interesting, but I felt it was very, uh, I guess, front-loaded in terms of it mostly talked about childhood and growing up. So it, it felt like past that, she kind of had to rush through it. Um, similarly, I felt that, I don't know, if uh, for a show that's so narrative-based, it would have been nicer to have a more, I, I don't know, a more clear arc, a more consistent arc in the storytelling. But I wish it was a bit more cohesive. Like, Ms. Cracker's show, American Woman, it, it felt, you could attest to that, it felt very put together. Absolutely. Like, there was a clear narrative. Clear narrative, hitting on like beat for beat for beat. It never felt rushed or anything. It was very well organized. Yes. It, it felt like you got a big perspective. Here, it, 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 it felt... And granted, this was the first time... This was her first show of the weekend, so perhaps she'll get pacing... She got pacing down a little bit better, and if she continues to do this show, she'll get it better in the future. But it, that's just something I noticed at my show. But... Nonetheless, overall, it was it was, it was a fun experience. It's uh it was a fun crowd. Everyone was very receptive of the jokes and the when it, things got dark. And Shay is just a very lovable queen that uh you want to hear more about. And if you want to hear more about her, and if you just want a very intimate drag show that actually has the queen singing and is actually a good singer, uh, you may be interested in uh, seeing the show if it happens to go in, uh, happens to tour around you, or she happens to do it again sometime. And uh, with that is our episode. Thank you so much for listening. This is Connie Lingus here with... Has been yawning a lot. Also known as Peter. Super special thank you to Miss Darling for their song, Young Lovers, that, where is it used? 
the intro and outro of this podcast. And if you're listening on 89.1 and you enjoyed, make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts where we have a host of other episodes to listen to. Yeah, we're on YouTube and you could find our entire catalog on nvrnyc.com. Thank you so much and have a lovely evening.